Steve Rode and Damon Day are coming at you fast, getting you out of debt with their true romance. Steve's the ying to Damon's yang, and they are here to save the day. A couple debt superheroes, Steve and Damon, coming your way. Hey, you're listening to Debt Free Dudes again. I'm Steve Rode with GetOutOfDebt.org. And with me, as always, is Damon Day. Damon, D-A-M-O-N-D-A-Y.com. Damon and I were just on the phone together having a, a giant rant session, and I cut him off because what we were talking about is something that is on everybody's mind right now. And I think you need to hear Damon's rant on this. So, Damon, we were talking about forgiving student loans. and I had just mentioned to you that uh, there's all sorts of stuff out there, people with different opinions about forgiving student loans. I read this quote today, um, I think is inflammatory. You know, unfortunately, the topic of forgiving student loans has gone from being a mathematical, logical one to a politically, uh, what, inflamed topic and... Uh, Republicans are now coming out more and more against forgiving student loans. This is a quote from way on uh, the far side of this argument. But I had to chuckle when Donald Trump Jr. was quoted as saying, Biden essentially wants blue collar workers like truck drivers who didn't have the luxury of going to college to get drunk for four years to bail out a bunch of upper middle class kids who chose to spend tens of thousands of dollars they didn't have on worthless gender study degrees. What do you think about that? Yeah. Well, and I don't, you know, I don't know how much we've talked about it, you know, before, but, you know, I tend to lean a little bit more, you know, a little bit righter than you do. Right. Mm -hmm. And so the funny thing is we, 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 we are very similar when it comes to student loans and, you know, you're right. I was kind of going off on a rant and you cut me off. You're like, this would be a good podcast. We gotta, (laughs) we gotta do a podcast. (laughs) And so, you know, normally I'd say I'm totally unprepared for this podcast because you did it off the cuff. I have no notes, but the truth is I never have any notes for our podcast. I <laughs> always do everything off the cuff. Yep. But, but no, I mean, this is just a classic example of why politicians across the board, in my opinion, yeah, both sides, both sides, just, yeah, across the board, just suck because, you know, they're, they're, you know, trying to divide us people that think loans should be forgiven people that think they shouldn't. And the problem is the government got freaking involved in student loans in the first place. That's the actual problem. That's what caused us to get to where we're at. The government created the problem that they're now trying to quote unquote solve. And now we've got this huge divide. And I, I, I kind of I liken it to, you know, this whole debate with immigration, right? And you've got the one camp saying, you know, there should be amnesty and, you know, people are already here and they're just looking for a better life and they should be allowed to stay. And then you have the other side that's saying, well, no, they shouldn't. Or if we do, we need to you know, close the border so we don't create this magnet effect and yada, yada. Same thing with student loans. If you're going to forgive all these student loans, I think the government just needs to say, hey, we effed up, right? We <laughs> right. basically created a scenario where it allowed these colleges to be super greedy and start jacking up tuition prices because we said, hey, don't worry about it. If you have somebody that can't pay you, we're going to we're gonna pay it, right? The taxpayer is going to pick it up. 
So this problem has is, is not a new problem. This started when the government decided to get involved. That's when the taxpayer became on the hook. So my yeah, opinion is, go ahead. It started a long time ago, but you and I have talked for many hours that the simplest solution here is not about forgiving 10,000, 20,000, 50,000 of student loans. The simplest solution here is just correcting the mistake that the government made, that that Congress made when it excluded student loans from being considered in bankruptcy. If you did that, if you did just that, then loans would be forgiven based on people's financial situation and not an across-the-board forgiveness. Yeah, I absolutely agree. But I also think government needs to get the hell out of student loan financing. That's why tuitions are astra freaking nomical. Get the hell out. Colleges will bring down tuition because the demand won't be there at these prices. Stop giving kids easy access to a hundred grand and colleges will stop charging a hundred grand for underwater fucking basket weaving degrees. It'll just (laughs) come back down. (laughs) Donald Trump Jr. said, what was it? Some gender study thing. I forgot. But I, I agree with you completely. Talk, you know, this is not point counterpoint on this particular topic. I'm no, left agree. of center. You're right of center. We both agree. Like on your your border scenario that you mentioned. Hey, I I think we both agree on that too. Which is, look, look let's draw draw a line in the sand, amnesty for people who are here, and then close the borders, make it tougher for people who aren't here yet. And it's the same thing with this. This should not be a political argument. This should not be about, oh, Democrats want to forgive X percent of loans or whatever, and Republicans think it's a bad idea morally. No, the system is broken. The system is broken because parents talk their kids into having to go to college for degrees that they don't even know what they want. I mean, nobody really knows what they want when they're 18, and they invest or spend or go on the hook for all these hundreds of thousands of dollars, grandma signs on a loan, mom and dad sign on a loan, ruin their future. Three quarters of kids never graduate but have student loans. For-profit schools have a horrible track record. And yet we continue to make generations of students indebted beyond belief, screwing and sacrificing their futures and their ability to save for retirement. Yeah. And let's let's say the government just, you know, waves a wand and and forgives all the federal loans, right? And you know, forget about the taxpayer, forget about all that stuff. Okay. What gets fixed? How does Nothing. that fix the problem? It just it doesn't. It, it's treating the symptom, right? It, it's not treating the actual cause of the disease. It's just saying, in fact, it's going to make it worse because now all the bad actors are going to say, "Wow, look at that. All these people got to go to college essentially for free. They got it wiped out." How is that going to bring down tuition costs? How is that going to keep colleges in check from, you know, just saying, hey, go get this loan, go get this loan. You might even get it forgiven down the road. If they well, don't fix the problem, forgiving loans that are that are what's going to keep us from having this conversation 10 years from now when we have a new batch of kids that now have all these unaffordable loans? Yeah, the, the student loan debt that we have now, the crisis that we have now is the symptom. It is not the problem. The problem is. You know, going back to when I first went to college, which was, oh, my God, 1978, uh, you know, you went to school, you were able to work a low paying job to afford your tuition. 
you could pay for the next semester. You didn't have to go, you know, gazillions of dollars in debt. But once easier money became available through both federal and private student loans, what did schools do? They increased their infrastructure. They added more brick and mortar. They increased their overhead. And so now the thought of the government getting out of the student loan business raises all sorts of lobbying and everything else uh, by schools. You can't do that. You can't do that. Well, if we don't do something, it will never get better. If we don't make schools go on the hook for some of these loans, it will never get better. If we don't allow people to discharge private and federal student loans when life changes their circumstances, it's just going to keep repeating the same situation. Damon, uh, speaking from the left-hand side of this team, uh, I don't see how Congress is going to do the right thing and what needs to be done. Forgiving any amount of student loans right now is like pulling the drowning student out of the pool only to throw them back in again. It's ridiculous. Well, no politician is, like you said, talking about the actual problem. They're not going to say, we screwed it up. They're not going to say that. They screwed it up. Now they're just talking about forgiveness as, as if that is the solution. That might be part of a solution saying, we screwed it up. We screwed a whole generation of kids and you know two generations of kids. We're going to try to fix it. We're going to try to forgive some of this. But at the same time, we're going to fix the problem. So we're not having... How long have, 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 have politicians been talking about fixing the, the border crisis? Oh, How long has it been day, going day on? Day one. <laughs> I, I mean, right? But they never fix it. They never fix right. anything because they like to you know, just keep solving the problems that, that they create without ever admitting they're solving the problems. And I can even do you one better. I graduated in 2001. So forget you know, 1878 or whatever year it was that you graduated. <laughs> uh, you know, I graduated in 2001. That was barely 20 years ago. I never had to get student loans. My, my dad had a business. He wasn't wealthy, right? He was, you know, middle class at, at, at the time. So it wasn't like he was just writing checks, but I, I got a business finance degree and I don't remember exactly, but I think it was about $2,000 a semester to get a business finance degree at Cal State Fullerton. Okay. My dad was able through his business. Fortunately for me, he was able to pay for that. But at $2,000 a semester, that is still at a level where you could get a job and you could, yes. you know, it would be hard work, but you, you know, you, a student could actually afford to still pay in 2001, maybe even with a little bit of help from the parents without having to get student loans. Now, I don't even know what it would cost 20 years later for me to go back to Cal State Fullerton, get the same damn degree I have now. Finance hasn't changed much. It'd be the same <laughs> crap I learned 20 years ago. But right. something tells me it would probably cost, maybe if it didn't cost $100,000, it would probably cost close to that. And then if you had to get loans, because most middle-class families wouldn't be able to start paying 12 grand a semester or 15 grand a semester. So you'd have to get loans. And then you add that interest onto that to get the degree that I have and learn the exact same information for the most part, just 20 years later, just one generation later, somebody would probably be over a hundred thousand dollars in debt to get the same degree. So is my degree worth five times more than it was 20 years ago? It's the same damn degree. <laughs> Why are they going to have to pay that much for it? Because the colleges can charge that much 
because all you have to do is here, kid, go sign this, have your parents sign this, and you can essentially go here for free, right? Because you yep. have to pay this. But don't worry. You're going to get a finance degree, so you're going to be rolling in the dough. <laughs> you know, when you graduate, this is gonna, you're going to be able to pay this off in two years. You're going to be making so much money. Right. Sounds that makes, great. Yes. That's not reality. I, You know, here's another difference. So, Damon, when I went to first walked in the door in college in 1978 and I stayed in the dorm, <laughs> I'm not saying this was a good experience or that it helped me in any way. But my dorm was probably a 10-story cinder block building. <laughs> there, there, there was nothing fancy about it, but it was cheap and it was yeah. affordable. And now I, now I live outside Raleigh, North Carolina, and I drive by you know, Duke or Chapel Hill or NC State. And what do I see surrounding these schools now? Luxury student housing you know, concierge student housing with their own pool and amenities and everything else. This this is a, just another symptom of if people can afford this and pay for this using student loans, the whole system is out of control. Government money, baby. <laughs> you know, come here, kid. I got some candy. Come over to my van. I mean, it's 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 at the point where, you know, I had a good experience in college. I thought it was it, it was it was a great time. You know, I, I learned stuff, obviously, but it was, you know, formative years of my life. And I, I, I've made lifelong friends in college and it was a great experience. And I would love for my kids to have, you know, similar enjoyable experiences. I agree. But like, but like you said, when you did it and even when I did it, it was an affordable experience that you could have. Now it's an unaffordable experience. It's like, you know, what the government got involved in this, all the prices got jacked up and now you know, this started from what? No child left behind or whatever the rationale was about everybody should get to go to college. Now it's gotten to the point where now kids are not going to be able to have that experience because they're starting to run the numbers. And I think this current generation is one of the first generations starting to realize maybe this is not a good investment here. You know, I need to really think about this. And now they're having to forego what was for many people a great experience because at $20,000, it could be a great experience and it could pay off in the end. But at a hundred freaking thousand dollars, it might not be a great experience. And now they have to forego the ability to do that because the prices are just incredibly insane and they're not worth it. You know, people that get my degree today are not making five times more than I'm making, but they're having to invest five times more plus interest. And it's going to take them that much longer just to get back to even if they ever can. Well, federal student loans began as a way to help people to get better educated, to become better employees, to have more skills, to advance America uh, as a country with having more education and intelligence to do great things. Uh, and it has just exploded on from that. It's every excuse to give financing. So let's talk honestly for a minute about how somebody does get in this much debt. You, you're going to high school. The counselor is talking you into going to college. Your parents say that you need to go to college. You probably want to go to college because you heard of a great party school. I get it. I understand. So then you go and visit a college and you talk to the people in the financial aid office. And what are they trying to do? They're trying to sell your butt into a seat. They're not there to help you make good financial decisions. 
I, it always cracks me up that the name is the financial aid office. It should be the sales office because they're yeah. trying to get you the amount of financing to get your butt into school so the school can make money off you as a student. It has nothing to do with, is this degree that you're pursuing going to be worth it? And I don't think there's a conversation had when people visit schools or talk to the financial aid office about, hey, Johnny, um, here's what happens if you drop out of school after three years. You have all the debt. You just don't have any of the advantages of the degree. Or Bob, uh, <laughs> you are going to have to take any stinking job that you get out of college in order to service your loans. Or you know what? They're going to offer you this plan where you don't have to pay your student loans for a period of time. And then um, don't be surprised when they really explode and you can't afford them. And now you can't afford to buy a house, have a family, do what you want to do, work in the job that you want to do. You just screwed yourself. Have a nice day. Yeah. I mean, well, they call, I mean, financial aid is probably, you know, it probably is pretty accurate because, you know, their job is they sit there and they go, okay, how can we use this poor kid's signature to collect a hundred thousand dollars over the next four years? That's all they're doing. You know, let's mm -hmm. get this kid to sign this paper and we get to collect the money. That's what it's all about. And we'll give you this degree if you, if you meet all of our requirements and maybe that degree will do something for you. But, you know, back when you went to school and even when I went to school, a college degree kind of meant something, right? Because there yeah. was less people as in a, of the general population. There was a smaller percentage of people that had college degrees. So that supposedly yeah. indicated to the employer that, hey, this kid is you know willing to put in that extra effort. This kid's gone beyond. He He's more educated. He's more driven. He's whatever. So that is like your ticket in the door, right? Like, oh, he's got this degree. Well, these days they're handing out degrees to anybody that wants them. You, you, you don't have to, you know, have any merit, right? Because even if you, you know, barely graduated high school, there's colleges out there that would be happy to take your government checks, you know, to get into their BS for-profit school or whatever it is. They'd no, be more than happy to charge you 50 grand, a hundred grand and say, oh yeah, you come to our school and it's going to be great. Even if you're really, you know, not college material and that's okay. I mean, these days, I mean, I love, you know, Mike Rowe is Mike Rowe Works Project yeah. and you start yeah. looking at all that stuff and I mean, you can be a mechanic if that's something you like to do and work on cars and make $100,000 a year with basically <laughs> no debt. And it's like somehow society is kind of like, oh, no, that's that's beneath people. You know, you got to go to college. You got to do this. And I guarantee you there's tons of mechanics out there that are saying, I'm so glad I never went to college. Yeah. And or, they're loving computer, their life doing what they like. Or computer programmers. There are more large companies now that are hiring people based on skills rather than if they have a college degree. And frankly, that's the way it should be. But part of the reason that has changed is because there are so many job openings and people who are not qualified to fill them. I mean, I, look, my MBA that I have is worthless if I wanted to go work as a computer programmer or you know work in some higher paying job. I, I, I worked in corporate America for a time. I worked at IBM. And quite frankly, I'd rather jump off the top of the building than go be middle management again. I mean, it's just, yeah. it's it's not fun. And there's no reason to have to spend money to go get an MBA to do that stupid kind of crap. So yeah. well, I, I have been talking for 10 or 15 years now about, you know, maybe you shouldn't go to college. And when I first started talking about that, 
or at least for the last 10 years, people always look at me like I got three heads and I don't know what the hell I'm talking about. But Damon, you, I think you agree with me on that. I do. I, I think this whole thing has come full circle where the government got involved in it with, again, with maybe you have noble intentions, right? It, it's, 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 it's always with noble intentions. And then there's the, uh, the unintended consequences on the back end. And right. it's, it's like, what is that with Reagan? Uh, you know, I I'm here from the government and I'm here to help or something like yeah. that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I've come from the government and I'm here to help, but you know, the, let's assume that they started this whole thing to give kids a, a leg up noble, get it. I, I got it. But like so many other programs, they, they started it to try to allow, like you said, more kids to be able to go get a higher education, raise the education level as a whole in the United States. But now it's come full circle to where the point where they've made it literally impossible for most kids of modest means to go and, and attend college and have this experience unless they're willing to essentially enslave themselves and potentially their parents for the next yep. 20 or 30 years. So now their choice is, do I, do I roll the dice and hope it works out or do I forego the experience altogether? And I would argue that now more kids, now these, these, these federally backed loans, the, the government getting into student loans now is going to preclude more kids from being able to go to college than if they wouldn't have got involved in the first place. Because before they got involved, like you said, you could go get a job. And if you really wanted to go to college and that was something you were driven to do and you, and you had the, the aptitude to do it and the grades and you put in the work in high school, it wasn't a huge hurdle that you had to jump over where you could pay for that education. That's not possible now. My, my 16-year-old son in a couple of years is not going to be able to go get a part-time job his junior and senior year in high school and then parlay that into tuition for a decent college that he wants to go to. It's not possible. He's not going to be able to earn enough money to do that. Well, I think we also agree on what should happen at this point. I, I, I'm not a believer in forgiving $10,000, $20,000, $50,000 of student loans. At this point, Damon, I think they just need to forgive all the federal student loans and change the underlying issues that created this problem. Otherwise, it's just going to be more of the same. Well, I think they need to change the issues first because we've done this with the border before, right? Like, okay, we'll we'll do amnesty and then we'll fix the border. <laughs> Didn't really well, work out too well. Yeah, no, I agree. Well, on, on the border thing, uh, it's a, an imperfect solution because uh, the you will find all sorts of people starting a business in Mexico selling 32 foot ladders. If we put up a 30 foot wall, <laughs> the, <laughs> the, 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 the problem is, you know, more complicated, but uh, I agree. Uh, we need to have a solution in place, at least, at least allowing student loans, federal and private to be discharged in bankruptcy after a third party has looked at somebody's financial situation. Uh, that, that would go a long way. I mean, the reason this changed in 2005 was because uh, people wanted to make more money off student loans. The government, you know, made a ton of money from putting people in debt. And private yeah. student loans wanted people not to be able to get it forgiven. Interestingly enough, before that law passed, loans were given out based on credit scores and ability to repay. And once they, they couldn't be discharged in bankruptcy, everyone got a loan. Yeah, because the government, we, the taxpayer became on the hook and the banks weren't taking any risk. 
So right. absolutely underwater basket weaving. Here you go, Bob, or whatever. <laughs> right. So, so I agree with you on the bankruptcy 100%. If somebody's qualified for bankruptcy and it makes sense for their situation, that way it can be sorted out on an individual basis and the government's not in, involved in that anyway. I, and, and that would in and of itself bring down tuition costs because the same thing, banks would all of a sudden go, oh my gosh, if now these, these kids can go bankrupt and the government's not going to pay me back on that loan, I better be a little bit more careful. This for-profit college has a horrible track record. I'm sorry, Bob, we're not going to give you a $100,000 loan. It's not that you're not good enough to get it, but this school sucks, right? right so if right. you, you want to go to a, one of these schools where you have a really good chance of graduating and getting a good job because the school's got a great reputation, we would loan you the $100,000, but not for this crappy school. So the banks would then start taking over the job of rate what schools are good and what schools are bad because the bad schools will dry up. They won't have any funding because nobody's going to be able to get a loan. And certainly nobody's going to pay $100,000 cash to go to a crappy school that nobody would loan on. So I agree with you on, on the bankruptcy. As far as the just blanket forgiveness, I don't agree in a sense. I think it should be means tested if they are going to do some forgiveness. But if somebody you know did go and it actually worked and they they, they got the job and they're making the money now, uh, I don't think the taxpayers should be 100% on the hook. But the other big thing is the damn schools should be on the hook for forgiveness as well. It shouldn't be 100% on the taxpayer. Something needs to get worked out I agree. where I agree. all these schools that have been raking in the money for 20 years, they mm-hmm. need to, Congress needs to figure something that there needs to be some, talk about some restitution at that <laughs> point. It's, and it maybe it should start with, you know, the, the schools that basically, you know, give these kids worthless degrees and they haven't been able to get jobs kind of like they're doing with the borrower defense to repayment. Yeah. You know, if they were sold this crap and, oh, we have a 90% graduation rate and you're going to get this great. And that's not true. The schools need to be on the hook for a big part of this because they're the ones that have, have the ill-gotten gains. They're the ones that got rich. Yeah, they pushed a program that was never going to be able to pay itself off. Yeah, and if the government wasn't involved, a banker would have said, hell no, I ain't loaning you money for that crap. <laughs> so the government took the banks off the hook, and that's the problem. Put the banks back in charge of deciding who are the schools they're willing to put their own money on the line for. This shit will get what? fixed real fast. Yeah, well, we started this thing with me talking about Donald Trump Jr. exclaiming about gender studies degrees or, or whatever that was. But if I go back to my first day of college, standing in line, registering for classes, I don't remember. I mean, I probably took the most liberal class there was, which was photojournalism. I mean, it was, you know, engineering, pre-med, uh, accounting business studies. I don't remember there being any sort of underwater basket weaving, volleyball, you know, gender studies, any sorts of stuff. Colleges rolled out those programs because people wanted to buy them. And they had, and, and the, and the banks loaned the money knowing the government would pick up the tab. That's why Yeah, a banker is not going to loan money for underwater basket weaving. The banker is going to say, you're never going to get a job and make any money with that degree. And you're not going to pay me back. So I'm not going to give you the money. Let the bankers be back in charge of who, which colleges get the money and for what programs. Cause that shit will get fixed ASAP. Those right. bad colleges will be out of business and the bad programs that the uh, kid takes and graduates after four years and can't get a job. Those will also be gone because there won't be any money for those. Well, you and I both know, I'm not even going to give a clue exactly who this is, but 
you and I both know somebody who was running a for-profit school enterprise. You know who I'm talking about? Yeah. Okay. Uh, and uh, he was raking in the money. They all rake in the money. <laughs> it's government money, man. He was taking private flights, <laughs> you know, here and there. And he was just making a ton of money, probably still is, all on federal student loans. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. Bring back the bankruptcy. Get the government out of backing those loans. And this will get fixed really quickly. I can guarantee you one thing from this conversation, Damon. If we had all the Congress people listen to what we just said, not one of them would agree or do a damn thing about it. So you and I have oh, hell a, no. a great chance to, to vent and rant and uh, share our opinion, but I have zero confidence anything's going to get fixed. I'm from the government and I'm here to help. <laughs> Well, I, I'm from getoutofdebt.org, and I'm Steve Rode, and I am here to help. And, you're, and this is and this is Damon Day from DamonDay.com. No, no, no. I'm here to rant. Okay. Well, all I got to say is but, next time, don't sugarcoat it, okay? <laughs> but you will get help through my rants. Yeah, that's true. At least, at least you're a guy with an opinion that can help people do the right thing. Thanks again, Damon, for the podcast. <laughs> 